0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact
1: Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life with intentional mastery. Enjoy a survey of inspiring topics such as abundance, intention, health, manifestation, love, and transformation. It's all right here, leading authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs with stories and messages to support your well-being, let alone your most evocative dreams. Hey, hey,
0: it's another groovy day, and that's because when I woke up this morning, I decided to make it that way. And as I go throughout my day, things might turn a little ungroovy, but I always pull back to what I started out with, and it turns into being groovy. I always look for the gift, as always. I like to start the show with a little connection exercise, get myself centered and situated. So let's just take a minute and think about what it is that we are connected to. What gives you power? What is it that you fall back on to reconnect to? You can call it God. You can call it Allah. You can call it the dude. It could be the doorknob, but just consciously think about what it is that you connect to. And let's take in a deep breath. And let that breath out with just a big ah, uh, And allow your essence to just flow from your solar plexus up through your speaker box and out into the universe. Ah, uh, Now this time, let's think about those dreams, visions, and goals, those aspirations. Consciously hold those in your mind. Let's take in a deep breath. And again, with a big, ah. Uh, let those all just flow right out through your speaker box into the universe. Uh, and for sure, consciously think about allowing the universe to make those come true for you. Uh, there you go. I have a lot cooking, so I threw out a lot as always. <laughs> I have my co-host with me today. She, look at she's all spry, giggly, big smile on her face.
3: Got I don't know it. if I would if I'm spry.
0: Did I <laughs> use the wrong word?
3: I don't know. Spry to me uh says I'm physically active and ready to hit the ground running. Oh, I'm not well, sure that, that That's that I <laughs>
2: said
0: Jackie Bailey right, from JackieBaileySpeaks.com and of course speakfeedlead.org and lots of things are cooking with the kiddos and she's got some great programs coming on everything is her her dream and her vision is beginning to come together and it's so cool to watch it's so cool to be a part of and and you know I add I add when she shares something with me I add my thoughts and and visions and it's like oh man this thing's going somewhere there's no way you're gonna stop this choo-choo train
3: (laughs) That's right. We start a class today. So I'm offering these mini workshops. So they're three day, three days in one week. They're sixty or excuse me ninety minutes each day, and they're focused on specific elements of communication. Today we start with storytelling. So we've got a group of kids starting with a three day mini workshop on storytelling. Next week it will be conversations. We've got a workshop on persuasive speaking, where we'll have a little bit of debate in there and perhaps some selling, persuasive selling. And then we've got a TEDx workshop. Lots of kids are interested in being on that stage. This is the new, <laughs> this is the new thing they're looking for. And then, of course, other kids want to compete in contests. So we've got a workshop for that as well. And then we have one for improvisation, where we just have fun with communication and be open to whatever comes our way. So it's, it's that, been really fun and the kids enjoy it a lot.
0: You know, watching you talk about it, you just get so excited and you light up and it's just like, wow, This she is so on purpose. So w- what age groups are we talking about, Jackie? Tell us what age groups and why would I consider sending my kid to your boot camps or your programs?
3: Our age groups, we have classes for grades four and five. That's one group. <clears throat> and then we have classes for for grades six to eight. Those are our summer programs. During the fall, we'll also open up for a group that's grade nine to 12. And these are are young adults who are entering or thinking about college, and they wanna know who they are and what they have to offer to the world. And that's what our focus is mostly on leadership, but we talk a lot about communication as well. Why? Oh, the why is, there's so many reasons why and it and every reason is because every child is different but um, a lot of yeah a huge. lot of these kids they just they you know they the internet has taken away our curiosity if we want to know something we type it into a search engine and instantly the answer Boom. is there and we've lost a little bit of our voice and how we learn things. And when we learn it, who do we tell it to? And what do we have to say? And for a lot of these kids, they believe that everything's been done already. It's already been invented. There's nothing more for them to do. And it's just not true. So we help them recognize what it is they love, what what motivates them to, to do good or to act in certain ways and to do certain things and and then we help them to craft a message about that and who they really are. And maybe someday they'll have an opportunity to provide that message to the world. And it's big. we want to be able to give them power to do that.
0: It's big. It's empowering future leaders of America. I mean, we can forget about the three R's I've just <laughs> Jackie Bailey or speakfeedlead.org And you will create, you will create the change that the world
3: is seeking. Yeah. Hope so. That's what we're trying to do. No, it's
0: really cool. I want to remind our listeners that today's show page is at www.likemasterradio.net. Any links that we talk about today will be there, are there, or soon to be there. After the show, Jackie creates a little blog post about the show. You can review it. But while you're at the website, sign up for the newsletter, and you will get all those links in your email. All we use your email address for is is that newsletter and it is the life mastery radio newsletter it talks about who's been on the show who's coming on the show and jackie's blog post it's kind of cool it's a great way to stay informed and please just take a minute check it out share it with people tell people about this great show jackie and i are very inspired to bring you great messages every week and help you understand these changing times. We have a very special guest with us today, and we'll get to that here in just a minute. Did I forget anything, Jackie? I don't think so. I'm, you know what I I'm trying think to do? So. I'm, I, I forgot to boot up my other computer, and I'm trying to get to Facebook so that I can share. Oh, the- yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there <laughs> one step at a time. So if you're listening to the live show, Facebook Live, but you can go to Life Mastery Radio Facebook page and the live stream is there okay i think we're all done sweeping the house are you are
3: you ready <laughs> i'm so ready this is going to be a our great guest show. is
0: sitting there so patient he's got a big smile on let's see if i can remember it our guest today is iliyahu yon did i get it right
3: G- gian
0: gian and he is an <laughs> author life and spiritual coach, motivational speaker, and advisor to people of all ages and all backgrounds. He aims to empower people to be the best versions of themselves, create stronger relationships, achieve career success, create healthier lifestyles by developing a spiritual connection. I think we all strive to get there somewhere or somehow. I have shared he says, I have shared my vision and guidance with some of the world's most famous and influential people. And now I get to be one of those. No. <laughs> and most recently, for everyone, in his newest book, The Laughing Billionaire, How to Become Rich and Happy. Eliyahu, welcome to the show, my friend. I am so honored to have you here today. And, and you know, I I've been... Spending the last four or five hours studying you, researching, I'm just in intrigued and now I finally get to talk to you. So welcome to the
1: show. How are you? Thank today, you. My I'll shut up. First, thank you for having me. You are wonderful people. As I say before, I love the view behind you. It's a lot. You know, I'm sorry I have only a brown curtain here. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, thank you for having me. You're spiritual people and you're wonderful to be with. So I appreciate your spending the time with me and inviting me to your show
0: you know well, you're right welcome. out of the gate I watched a video of you and this was back in March and you were talking about how I think it was Saturn and Pluto were doing this dance of chaos and organization and you gave a great explanation of that but then you enticed people it said you said okay, this is just going to get you ready because right about the middle of May, things wow. are going to get a little weird. And oh my gosh, mm. mister, you pretty much nailed it. So can can you backtrack a little bit and tell us about, I don't want to take off from your book at all, but man, it just, it, yeah. I'm blown away.
1: You know, astrology astrology work in a very simple way. It's It's affecting us if we're not affecting it. So astrology, try to imagine that there is like uh, you're watching a movie and there is a screen and the projector project the movie on the screen. So the reflection that comes from the screen is what we see from astrology. Can we change it? Yes, we can only if we can control the projector. And uh, what I teach people to master the old control over, over the planet. But if we can't, then that's what's going to happen. So when I tell people what's going to happen and I'm right, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when we didn't do any change with ourselves. Because if we will change, we can affect the planet to change as well. Human being, humanity, has so much power to change everything around us. And there is one set things that was given to us it's called free will I call it set things because sometimes we don't use the free will in a creative way we use the free will in a reactive way right. so if you take creative versus reactive that's what the problem plays so what's coming we all know that Mercury is going to retrograde in a few days that's additional issue <laughs> Uh, but if you what does that public, mean?
3: What does that mean? What's going to happen?
1: Mercury, Mercury is in charge of money and communication. Mm. So that means that uh, it could go bad or good. depends on people. You know, when, when let's say, hedge fund company called me to predict their money or what's going to happen, I said, I don't know what's going to happen. It depends on the, how people are going to use what's happening to go this way or another. Mm-hmm. So nobody can tell you what happened. We can only tell you this is what the universe offered. So Mercury going and retrograde, meaning it gives you a chance to regret some of the negative communication you had in the past, or it gives you a chance to be very much confronting something which is an issue. So that's going to go a little bit negative if you're not controlling mm-hmm. it, like we see right now. Mm-hmm. Now, because there is other five planets already, great, it doesn't make the picture from an astrological point of view fun. It makes it dangerous. And for that reason, it depends on the emotions of people. So astrologically, we've been affected by the planet with our emotions. How are we gonna use the emotion that's up to us? If we're gonna understand that tomorrow, when Mercury starts to go backward, it's a chance for you to start saying, I'm sorry to the people you love. I'm sorry for your neighbor, for not misunderstanding a lot of forgiveness. It's the best time for Mercury going red. If you're going to go from a place of justice and you're going to say, I'm looking only for the justice, it's going to work against us. So Mm -hmm. hopefully people will stop looking for justice in the next few days, which I want to believe is possible, but logically it doesn't make sense that enough people will sit there and say, I'm no longer looking for justice. I'm looking for mercy. If mm-hmm. we can change justice into mercy, we're going to do great when Mercury going backward. Uh, how many people can commit to that? This, I don't know. And because of Pluto and Jupiter and all the planets and Venus within charging of money, I also know that great that's going to affect the money uh, for some time. And um, if we can... Just tell people, please chill. Please, I'm begging you. Just chill and I promise you you're gonna get anything you want. If we're not gonna add more chaos right now. Yeah. Whatever the virus or the, or the or the or the people who break into the store, just chill. Give me I don't wanna say the time of the depressed people, but we need some time, you know. But I will say it that way. November first, we're gonna do it just fine. So whatever you damage till November first will stay with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And whenever you restrict yourself from damaging then November 1st, also will stay with you for a long time. So please, please make the right choice because it's going to work against you. Definitely against you. You can't steal. You know, when you steal something, you think you got something. You steal yeah. a shirt or shoes. You only get the clothing of the energy, meaning the physical materialism. But the energy that comes with it to make you happy will not be there. Yeah. Those shoes will not make you happy. This money is stole, yes, you're going to have some more money in the bank, but you will be miserable.com with some money in the, can, in the bank. So what, what are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? Oh, it's not sure. that you hurt somebody else. It's what you're hurting yourself. And that's a little bit from astrological point of view. You know, when people ask me in September what's going to be, I say, well, you're going to prepare January will be heavy. When they has me in January, I said, well, March. Say, well, uh, May. Now we are in June. And I say June 15, which was yesterday, you're gonna feel a lot of emotions, it's gonna come down a little bit, but depends how you take the emotion. If we are like Todd, who wake up in the morning and say it's another day, then of course it'll be the best time. If we're like, like Jackie, helping people to to basically use the words in a better way, it's the best time. But not everybody's like you guys, you know. Mm. So, so yeah, what it we, sounds
3: like you're talking about is this collective consciousness yeah. that is affecting everybody because of the way that that we're collectively yeah. thinking right now,
1: right? It's it's from a psychological point of view it's very emotional time. This we can't change, cannot, but we can act differently. This right. you uh, we we can do. This is possible, yeah. it's doable. But we we cannot change what we feel because that's emotion because we mostly made from liquid, from water. Mm -hmm. So the planet affecting you, the moon, which is in charge of your emotions, which is changing now uh, next Monday. There's a shift in the moon around Monday, Monday night. So nobody can ignore that. But you can turn it into go somewhere to meditate and let that emotions, you know, go through you. Uh, Don't use your fist or your gun, or your fire, please. I mean, use the emotions in a different way, please.
0: So wow. yeah, the message, just to recap that, it's not to throttle or hold back the emotion. We need to feel that emotion and, and it will it will create pain and more discontent if we try and disregard it, but to channel that and make different choices.
1: Yes, yes. Just, just to forget, if, if people can let go of the word justice, justice that's all what i tell people at least from now till october we will see all different universes justice causes so much pain because when you the, the, if you look at the highway let's say it will be a highway that called justice and a highway that look happy that called happiness those highway never meet each other you know hmm. when you look for justice you can become happy and when you look for happiness you know you, you don't care about justice and as my son told me he something beautiful and one of his goals is to do public speaking for people his age, he's 19, and he said that if we can understand people, we will no longer hate them, we will love them. And he believed that because we don't understand each other, that's why we hate each other. And if it will be like a way that we can sit together and explain my point of view, and you don't have to agree with me, this is just my point of view, and we don't hate each other or Maybe we hate a little bit, but we don't use the fist or gun or fire or, you know, you have to keep a certain distance. And 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 the virus that just hit us, it in a way was to prevent what happened not too long ago. Mm. You know, it was to, to keep social distances for the right reason. Right. <laughs>
0: Hmm. not not to change the subject but i just want to throw in a little shameless plug here because if your son's looking for a good coach i know somebody she's <laughs> sitting right there <laughs> yes, Jackie yes does I was about a to really up. good job as a speaking coach so she's coached oh, me so tell us Ilileahu, Il- Il- about where 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 did you come from mr what brought you into who you are today and and uh, yeah i
1: was Thank you for the question. I was born in Israel, of course. You can hear my accent is not from Tennessee, right? <laughs> uh, I get that. And, <laughs> and I moved. I, I had many mentors, many teachers in my life. Some of them of mystical, some of them of Chinese medicine, uh, some of them of Kabbalah, uh, some of them of the manifesto of Kabbalah, meaning how to manifest uh, from nothing to something. and I enjoy being more as a student. Uh, I didn't enjoy being a teacher because it was too much responsibility involved. Yeah. And then one of my master tell me that they think it's time to start helping people. You cannot just sit there and write. I used to write a lot for other teachers how to speak and the content and uh, uh, prepare them for TED Talk, like, like Jackie speaking about. And all those things I used to do, but I didn't want to be in the front line until I find myself advising some celebrity and famous people. And that's, by mistake or not by mistake, put me in a position that I have to be doing that, advising people and going around the world. When I was single, uh, I was traveling a lot, all over, and giving lectures to people how to self-develop themselves. And uh, one of the things that I was specialized in is how to read people in five minutes. Meaning to sit with the person, and after five minutes, you know everything about them: <laughs> uh, how many lifetime, what they are here, what they doing. That was basically my uh, branding, if you wish. And from that point, you know, you become famous because celebrities start to believe in you. Uh, not that I say that's the reason, but that what happened. And um, so, when, whenever I traveled in South America, or Canada or London or Amsterdam or Israel or China or all over. So you give lectures by lectures by lectures and train people how to live a better life because I believe we have an opportunity to live a better life, but it's require a few things you have to stop doing and a few things you have to start doing. You have to maintain those two forces, in and Yang, and I found myself studying from the best master, Start doing healing on people's body, something that I didn't want to do. It was actually my wife encouraged me because I used to work only on my family and close friend. So when people discover I do healing, they start showing up. Uh, Now when uh, the virus happened, I don't do it anymore. So they asked me to do it online with them. So I'm doing it online. Have
0: you always always been fascinated with astrology or did that just
1: evolve? I start from astrology many years ago when I was young, but it was too complicated in those days. It was no computer. So you have to do it by hand with a pencil. So it was too much work. So I wasn't fascinated about it. It was boring. It was no. you can create It's like the difference between baking and cooking. You can't, it's very rigid. You know, it's very, it's very difficult with astrology. When you read, let's say the palm or the face, it's more open when you read, the aura of the person or, or maybe when you see dead people or angels coming around them, it's more fun, I think. Mm. Astrology is a little bit boring, but people relate to it. So I have I have to share what people want to hear. Well
0: it uh, helps you it helps you gain insight. I can I can feel it. It's just it's it, an amazing
1: it, amazing gift
0: that that you're it, fascinated it, with it and you're passionate about
1: it. It helps but I always tell people that astrology is good as far as thirty percent. I always yeah. tell people, don't go with astrology all the way because it's 30% correct, but it's up to us to use our free will. So when you use the hand, it's way more correct. If you know how to read the palm, this is like way more exact than, than anything. And when you read the face, it's like 95% correct, like uh, almost 100. So it's all different levels. So it's a tool to help people Astrology is great communication. So let's say if you talk to Gemini, you cannot be boring. You have to change your subject every five minutes. You know, if you talk to Taurus, you make sure you stick to the plan. You know, if you talk to Sagittarius, you have to get them excited with some good example that get them excited about adventure. You know, so every sign is communication.
0: Oh, that's 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 a great inside scoop to human. Human psychology. Oh my Definitely. gosh! Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be a great tool. So let's just fast forward a little bit, and you, you've written this amazing book. And I was caught by the title, "The Laughing Billionaire," and it's almost like yeah, he has a copy it,
1: in the book. He's going to hold sure it up to everybody. It How might be become, upside down, so I'm sorry nope,
0: about it. Nope, you got it right. How to <laughs> become rich and happy? That's good. What jumped out at you about this title, "The Laughing Billionaire"? It almost seems it almost seems like it's an egotistical type title, right? I mean, it's. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah
3: I would have thought it's, it's someone who's uh, helping us. It's a financial advisor that's going to give you tips about the stock market and things like that. That's, that's what I thought your book might be about when I saw the title. But now, just in the short time we've talked to you, I can tell you're really, your message is about spiritual connection, right? Yeah. So how yeah. do you how do you reconcile? the title with what the book's about. I think
1: that's what Todd's asking, and I was curious myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, when you have all type of clients, you have people with no money, or you have the billionaire that you fly with them on a private jet. So you have <laughs> variety of people. You have the people who are famous, and you have the people who want to be famous, but they wait table for now. So you got variety of people that you meet in 32 years of work. So you meet all type of people. I started in a very young age. So... When you meet people from all way of life, uh, there is one thing in common among all people. One, only one, happiness. Everybody want to become happy. The rich believe when they have the money, they will be happy. And then when they have the money, they're not. And then they call me and say, okay, I got the private jet and I'm still miserable and lonely. What's now? The poor believe once they have the money, they will be happy. You know, if, if I just let... The poor meet the rich and understand money can buy you things that make you happy but it cannot buy you happiness. Because happiness is emotions. And emotions has to be addressed with an emotional change. You know? And if it didn't develop that muscle it's not going to happen. So, being rich is a blessing. I didn't think so when I was young. I thought that being rich is cannot be spiritual. And the first example for me as a spiritual coach, was happening in Florida, actually. I was giving a lecture to 900 people. And one of the gentlemen wanted to see me privately. He came with the Lamborghini, with the most fancy watch, with the boots and gold, the diamond everywhere. And he was one of my messengers. And he looked at me and he said to me, are you judging me? And those of you who know me, I, I can't lie if you ask me, I will tell you. And he said, what do you mean? First, I told him, I say, are you judging me? What am I doing in your office? You're a spiritual guru. And I'm kind of all about the money and the look. I said the truth, if you already asked. I am a little bit looking like, what do you want from me? I mean, you have the money, you have everything. You're not here. And he said to me, I think you should look at that as a message for you, that not all rich people are not spiritual. And he's the one. His name is John. I always mention his name. John John was a messenger for me. And because John teached me a lesson that until that time, when I used to see super wealthy people, I used to think, ah, no spirituality there. So I used to judge, which is wrong. Because if we look, let's say if we go to the Bible, all the people in the Bible that represent spirituality, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, all those people were rich. Joseph the richest person ever alive, you know? So, but they were spiritual. Not all not all people can handle money because money comes with greed. But if you can have money without the greed attached to it and you can be spiritual, then you are the laughing billionaire. You can be <laughs> both. Mm. You can be both. And that's a secret. You know, money is a blessing of spirituality. But until that moment, until John... I was looking at money as one entity and spirituality is another. And many people are doing it like that. We want spiritual people to be with no shoes, tearing their pants, begging for money. We love the underdog. We think underdog is spiritual. And we have to change into success is spirituality. Mm-hmm. And that's where I changed. And it helped me a lot with my life and helped a lot of people. So when I meet people with no money, I used to teach two years in a rehab for people who have drugs, addiction, or sex addiction or, I don't know, ego addiction, whatever addiction you want to call it. And I realized that people actually sign for contract with the universe how to be poor and how to be non-successful because they think that's spirituality. Yeah. The other way around, you have to sign for being super successful and I want to see if you stay spiritual then. Being poor <laughs> is spiritual, the easiest thing in the world. It's so easy. You're, you're spiritual and you have nothing everybody can feel pity for you and you have ego because they feel pity for you. That's not spiritual; It's ego trip. So for that reason, I want people to put the goal to make money and then stay spiritual. That's very tough, my friend. That's one of the toughest things to do. So whenever I teach people who are famous as a singer or actors, now the test become One of my clients, uh, she's a super famous singer, you know, and I remember the first session I had with her and I say, what's your life purpose? And she looked at, at the manager. This, who so is this guy who come to tell me with his heavy accent, what's my life? Don't you know who I am? So, of course I know. But what's your life purpose? And that was, that's how I work with people. So they either kick me out of the house. Or <laughs> either they say, this guy is not afraid to lose us as a client. <laughs> it's going to be for real. And, and then we become friends. And what I love, it's very rewarding to see them. All of a sudden, on stage sharing spiritual messages. So, wow, that's a laughing billionaire. You're a billionaire, you're famous, and you still keep yourself spiritual. That's an achievement. If I don't have any money in my pocket and I'm spiritual, what's the test? What's the effort? What's the effort that I have gratitude for what I don't have? That's nice. But I want to see you having all of it. Your private jet super famous on instagram facebook and everything like that and you don't have to say even hello to your neighbor and you still go down to the people saying hello saying good morning you know you act as if you have nothing that's the beginning of spirituality very cool so so talk to us a little bit in your
0: book you talk about the three stages of freedom can you talk to us a little bit about that i thought that was a fascinating way three stages you're saying three steps oh, to with the three
3: building blocks i think he referred the, it to transformation or something like that true
0: freedom the desire for true freedom and the faith yeah. to have that
1: true freedom yeah i mean first the desire is the engine of humanity i want to make sure that the audience listen to that so that every human being is basically uh judged not in a negative way judge meaning uh, uh major maybe that's the words Every person will be measured by how much desire they have. The difference between human being to another is the level of desire. If you want to know who you are, you have to ask yourself what you want and how much you really want it. So the first two things that you need to know, what you want, you got to make a list. Second thing, how much you really want it. If those two things are not being active, then I'm sorry to say you are a dead person. You just keep, you're like a chicken with no head and I'm sorry for that description you're still walking around but you're dead people with no desire are dead people we see a lot of them lately and it's the people who only have friends on Facebook or Instagram it's that personality meaning they don't have desire for life you have desire you have to desire every day something new so you can reject it again so your ego can get crushed again now freedom is different the way I describe freedom most people think freedom is to do whatever I want And freedom for me is, are you capable not to do whatever you want? That's a true freedom. Can you control your own desire? And when you control your own desire not to do whatever you want, you're free of that addictive personality toward that desire. And people who want to understand it more, there is a great book called The 12th Step. I don't know if you heard of that. I'm a friend of Bill's,
0: my friend. I'm a friend of Bill.
1: Okay, so this is nice. So I was teaching... 12 step for a long time and using term of spirituality with it. The reason I did that because I find the, the concept of admit, you know, of admission, you know, when you admit that you got a problem, that's one of the greatest step of spirituality because recognizing that something might be wrong inside is the beginning of freedom. But if you're not willing to admit that you're still in prison, you didn't get out of prison. You know? I think,
0: I think it's it's recognizing too that there's something bigger than me. There's something yeah, that's another something step. I'm connected to that is it's not about me, and I'm not in control.
1: Yeah, and you give the control away. And one of the steps is to follow some spiritual rules. So when you talk about those three things that I'm, I'm teaching so many things. So I don't know which three you referring to. So I hope I answered the question: is the desire and the freedom. Uh, just to understand that the main thing is to be able to desire think, and then making sure that you control the desire, not the desire controlling you. And the second thing is to desire things because they exist, not the desire things because you don't have. That's in the first chapter of the book. Yeah. And faith,
0: explain to us how faith plays into all that.
1: Faith I gotta be careful with that because lately I hear people use the word hope or faith a little bit too much. And I always tell people if hope is all what you got, then there is no hope for you. Hope <laughs> or faith is is almost like spices that you put on the food. You gotta do something about your life, and then you have you add to it some faith or some hope. But it cannot be just I believe, you know, I believe it's five o'clock. That's when I'm not sure. There's a big difference between I believe, to I know or I am. You know, so people gotta be careful with faith. We need that. We need to have certainty. We need to believe. But this is additional to something that already exists. If that makes sense to you.
0: Well, it's the desire, right? That that desire is the whole driver.
1: The the desire is a driver. Holding the desire from being fulfilled is also another driver. So it's it's almost like yin and yang, which means my desire to to break into a store of somebody else is my desire. These beautiful shoes there cost $1,000 and I want it tonight. The question, can you control that desire? That's your personality. Now we're talking about defining who you are. Can you control? For me, it's food. So for me, if I see a creme brulee, for example... I feel like it's a waste, nobody's eating it. I gotta eat the creme brulee myself. I look at it, the creme brulee look at me, we become, We have. I also cannot see the, that's an addiction. I don't see the people around me. All what I can see is that creme brulee looking at me, feeling very sad. Nobody's taking that spoon, break the sugar, and let's go, you know? <laughs> you know, so for everybody's different things. Some people is money, some people is shoes, some people is sex, some people is drugs, you got to control that desire, that desire was given to you. You develop it. You got to want more. It's beautiful to want more. But can you say no to your desire today? Can you say no to anger today? That's where freedom plays a strong role on humanity. The ability to say no to my, me, not to say no to you. Everybody becoming a professional of saying no to the other person. I'm going to say no to you. What about saying no to me today? I'm gonna make say no choice. to Yeah, that's freedom. If I'm capable to say no to myself, I'm the most powerful person in the room because I'm actually controlling the me, not controlling the you. Everybody wanna make a different in the world. Making a different in the world is first make sure those vision, the eyes. How would you see a different happen in the world if the eyes are still not working for you? You know. I'm, I'm wearing a glasses, right? So when I wear glasses, I can see better, right? But when I don't wear the glasses and I give lecture, I feel like everybody has to go to a plastic surgeon fixing the faces, right? But the truth, I'm the one who's supposed to fix my eyes. My vision need to be fixed, not their faces. And that's mm. what's happening a lot in our universe today. Everybody become a fixer. We're all fixing something. We fix the government, we fix the police. We fix the the protest. We fix it. We all judging each other. We fi- we see. But that, what about that, looking inside and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, what about me? Maybe my eyes just not working well. Uh, now I have to take responsibility. I'm no longer can be oblivious. I have to be responsible. That's a tough call. And as mm. I tell my kids, the day that you take responsibility, that's the most painful day of your life. But the day you become free you know, but it's so painful. If I have to take responsibility for everything happened in my life, it's very tough. Mm. It's super tough, but the good news, I become free.
3: Now Eliyahu talking about freedom and bondage, you make a wonderful metaphoric connection with the children of Israel who lived in bondage for 400 years and, and at least in several chapters of your book, you bring out the ideas about how they they were in this bondage. Not necessarily because it was God's desire for them to be there, but they were there were things they needed to change about themselves. Am I right?
1: You, you have, there, there were the slavery. What I say in in, the, in my book was not slavery to the Egyptian or to Pharaoh. If you know the Bible, it was slavery. To the consciousness of slavery what is a conscious of slavery how can i get free things without working for it that's slavery consciousness and if you look at the bible when they get out of egypt i mean nobody even asking no no priest or rabbi that i talked to say how come you don't mention it to people they always say why can we go back to egypt what kind of slave want to go back to the slavery you know nobody even asked that question just think about that; it's in the Bible. But you know, everybody want to make us show sure that the Bible again about the underdog, for the Israelites were slave. Now they're getting out. Moses is leading them the desert. But there is a question we need to ask: What kind of slave say, "I'm sick and tired of the Bible of that desert. I want to go back to Egypt." Hmm. Something is wrong with that story.
3: Right.
0: It's
1: teaching us that the slavery was not the Egypt. The slavery was actually to think: How can I get? free because they mentioned they say we miss egypt when the zucchini they mentioned that like zucchini watermelon and onion were for free it was a great time and look where we are we are in the desert what is the desert according to spirituality is a place where you discover yourself and when in the desert there is nothing so that this is the best place to look inside when you go to places like egypt egypt is like uh, 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 a, a big city And when you're in a big city, you become slave to that thing. But when you're going to be isolating yourself from society, and that's what happened right now, you have to deal with you. And dealing with you, let me tell you, that's a tough one because you have to deal with a lot of you situation.
3: Right. Well, and for me, I love that you have a whole chapter on forgiveness because my opinion is the, the best way to become free is to forgive. That's That for me is the key that unlocks every door to freedom is the ability to forgive. So how important is that in this process you're talking about?
1: Uh, um, I have to tell you that I'm still working on forgiveness myself. And uh, there is more situation that's going to happen to me, to you guys, or to us. You know, things will go wrong. You know, things will go wrong, not because they're wrong the wrong thing that happened in our life are there to prepare us to become better. Well, we're human, right? We're human. We're going to, it's not just what we do is what others do to us too, as human. So, and the, the the thing that hurting you the most is people that you love, that disappointed you or stab you in the back or cheated on you. It's very painful. And that pain can either stay with you or you can let it go. The only way, that you can let go of that pain is to do a work of forgiveness through meditation. And my friend, let me tell you, it's it's painful. Yesterday I did with my group on Zoom a meditation for 50 people about forgiveness. And I cry in the middle. So people, uh, and I said, I'm so sorry, I'm supposed to guide you. I find myself crying so much I couldn't continue. And they all called me this morning, last night, to actually to compliment me. That I opened up in front of them. And they all want to know why did I cry. And I said to them, you know, it was a very important person in my life that we worked together for twenty eight years, and something happened, went wrong, it went south unfortunately, and it it caused me a lot of damage and a lot of pain in my life. Mm. And uh, I did a lot of work forgiving them, and I didn't know there is still a kind of residue or a leftover of things from from that persona. And I was shocked when I when I saw that I'm still holding something. And when I forgive yesterday, I I, I was so happy. I was almost like hyper. Couldn't sleep last night for my happiness that I released something. It's a poison. It's almost, I think somebody was saying it, you know, not forgiving someone is like you're poisoning yourself and you're wishing for your enemy to die. You know? Mm-hmm. So, so you, you got to let go of that poison. And I, when people tell me, can you tell me two things to do about spirituality in a second that work right away? And I always say two things would be forgiveness and sharing. If you can do those two things, you already will practice spirituality because forgiveness is the most important thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but again, I'm not recommended to start if you're not ready because you might get stuck in the middle and then you're going to get angry. And remember, the forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. Mm-hmm. I always tell people, if you do forgiveness to do them a favor, you don't get it. You want to do Ford. forgiveness for you. So you free yourself from that damage. Not it's it. almost like you're stuck in the mud and you're getting dirty in the mud. And you refuse getting out of the mud and you still look at your shoes why you're so dirty. You know, once you get out of the mud, you'll be happy. It's for you. It's not for the mud. But there's another mud puddle, right? I mean, it's just yes, it's inevitable. Yes, <laughs> yes it's never going to end. It's, it's, it's the, the negative thing that happened in our life are there to make us better people, totally. you know, better people. And, you know, sometimes I coach people from college that the first year is very tough for them. And they go to the first year, they're doing genius people, you know. All of, all of those kids are genius. But the first year, until they get friends, until they get people, they crush so bad. So bad. And I, I, usually the parents call me in the in the second year to make sure to work with them. And I don't need to teach them anything. All what I have to do is basically to let them forgive something for the first year. They can't forgive themselves. It's so difficult because they are people of discipline. That's how they become going to Harvard or Columbia or other university is because they work so well. But the first year of college, Was a shock for them. They crashed and uh, they fell, and they even thinking to leave college because they embarrassed. But if they forgive themselves, four years later they become like the leaders of our world. You know,
0: that's that's what I see with the youngsters that Jackie teaches. You know, we we've been we've experienced some contests, and you watch these kids, and they speak their voice, and they're truly passionate about the things that they're talking about. More passionate. And I think adults would be talking about a subject because it's true to their heart. This is what they truly believe. And you just watch those young people, and you think these are the future leaders of the of the world, really, because they're yes.
1: such a young. Yes, 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 yes. And 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 the number one thing I think we're missing in our world is education. And I believe only education will bring peace and will bring unity and will bring harmony among people we're lacking education it's not education of math or physics it's education of of a human mind and now we can work together and now we can remove that fear because fear become the cause of all that fight fear i'm not going to have food or money fear i will not be protected safety and i believe with education and one of the reason i wrote children book and i wrote this book is to make sure people have information and education uh to make sure that it's possible but you don't have to raise your hand or use the gun to make yourself right sometimes you're right and i am right and we both right and that's why we're not going to agree with each other yeah. it's okay we have different that's POV.
0: judgment judgment is another huge part of that in in people judging others when you know we're both right we both feel strongly about the same thing they just seem yeah. to conflict but yet without if judgment was out of it we'd be able to rationalize and, and reason out a, a a way to coexist
1: yes I totally totally agree with you so education play a big role you know it's one of my dreams that I just uh one of the program I built spirituality for um, basically it's a spiritual program that using uh, three schools now in Miami. And I'm very happy that uh, that they hired me to write it for them. And I wrote a program for them, how to develop the kids from a young age to start thinking a little different. So it's additional uh, study for the kids to do. So I'm going to try to bring it to New York now, Chicago, uh, wow. California, you know. So it's a very important thing. It's my one of my life dreams because uh, education, forgiveness from a young age it's going to build a whole different society Mm -hmm. you know our parents i think would needed to survive they were after the war so they need to survive they need so our parents will only talk about surviving uh we message to the world is how can we have fun and be more happy and hopefully next generation will bring more world peace Because we have to talk, all the country in the world will have to talk. I don't see point in the gun. I don't see point in the war. I don't see a point in it. You know, I I myself serve as a soldier. I know it from inside out. And there is no point. Both sides. The soldier don't want to fight. And whatever you call enemy, don't want to fight back. Nobody want to fight. It's some few people out there, you know, as, as Bob Dylan called the master of war, try to make us hate each other. Mm -hmm. you know but truly we love each other it's so true but it
0: it is again the judgment in that i'm right and you're wrong and this is my agenda and if you don't like that then you and i are going to be at battle with each other until you succumb succumb to what i say (laughs) is the deal
1: (laughs) basically i will become a leader with a gun in my hand then you have to follow the rules and right. i said i will follow just get the gun out so i can speak my heart Nobody, <laughs> you know a gun will make you change your mind right away because you want to stay alive but that's the only way to do it you know and that's this is sad either gun or either money control or food control and we we have to come to a global consciousness you know 7.2 billion people and we are global consciousness together with the virus right now but we're not globally <laughs> consciousness of shift, we're missing that part. Mm-hmm. Well, it's communication, shift. isn't communication the key?
0: Was, yeah. uh, in, yeah. in exactly what Jackie is teaching. It's learning to communicate and listen. Yeah. We yeah. have to learn to listen. I tell
3: my students, we have only one mouth but two ears. That means we need to listen twice as much as That's we're talking, cool. right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we're gonna listen, but really listen, not while we're playing on the phone. Meaning becoming like an active listener ask some questions about the subject, you know. And uh, there is a program that I think invented in 1980. Maybe you're familiar with it. It's called L-A-S-T, you know. Last, it's called Listen, Apologize, Solve, and Think. And when Mm -hmm. Starbucks came out, they trained their people to use that program. You should look it online, L-A-S-T. It was a great program, and I'm trying to tell people to use it this time right now you know first listen to what they have to say then apologize if you heard the person solve the issue you have between you and then thank them for coming to complain to you you know well well, if we can for
0: for for opening the shade on your belief system right and and showing another (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh my friends we only have about three minutes left and i want to make sure that for sure, I say thank you, sir, for showing up there. I hope you be open to coming back because there's so much more to talk about, and I had such a blast
1: hanging out with you for this last hour. Yeah, I, I hope I'm gonna come back physically and dance with all of you. And then <laughs> I never, I never been in Seattle. I've been invited there many times to give lectures, but I never went there. And I heard you guys have some lake and and water. Oh, it's a beautiful place. area absolutely beautiful
3: area I usually
0: if, you're, if you're headed this way mister you make sure you let the todd and jackie of life master radio know because we will take you to some really really cool places
1: yeah that's yeah. what i'm looking for like places with water where you can meditate and this wow. is my life dream to do that because uh many guru many masters of spirituality did that and uh, for some reason it's a one place that i didn't go to and I, I got to go You know, I just got to go. I,
0: I live on a lake in the woods.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Perfect meditation no spot. <laughs> wow. Wow. You live yeah. on a lake. Wow. Wow. So there is a meditation that I do while you're in the water. One oh. day I will teach you how to do it. It's amazing. It opens you up. It's a restart meditation, which means the water itself is like your mom you know, so you're going under the water to be born again. I'm not talking about Christianity or Judaism, I'm talking about spirituality. You'll be born again, like you give birth to yourself instead of your mom give birth to you. It's correcting a lot of the issue from the past. We're going to do that. Hmm. We are out of time,
0: my friend. I'm so sorry. I know the hour went by so fast and I had such a great time. Make sure you tell your friends about it. Tell your friends about Eliyahu's book, The Laughing Billionaire. You can find links amazon on our website we are coming down to the wire so i'm going to say this do me a favor and make it a great day because it's all about choice and choose to tell your friends about the show and tune in again next week (laughs) bye bye for now bye
3: thank you thanks Thanks, (laughs) ilyahu
2: Thank you for tuning in to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific time and learn how to live a peaceful life. For more information on Todd and his guests, visit his website at www.lifemasteryradio.net. That's www.lifemasteryradio.net.